All right, welcome to Aaron Calling, quarantine <laughs> style. Oh, I just want to know the April edition. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it's April. I think so. I just want to know what is love, baby. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. A no more. I don't understand that lyric. I'm going to be honest. Like it's like a question, yeah. and then there's like a bunch. Of, he just says a bunch of stuff. Like I don't get it. Whatever. Sorry. That's true. What is love? Yeah, he, okay, cool. He could have stopped there. No, nope. <laughs> he doesn't. Nope. He doesn't give her time to answer. <laughs> well, before you answer me, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No mo. Fair. Okay. Uh, that's so funny. There you go. So we're. Uh, We've hit record because we started talking and we realized we should just start record. We were actually about to start talking about what we wanted to record. And I was like, oh, wait, I got to press record. We've already done the episode. <laughs> We've already done it. Just be a chit chat. Mm. High production value here, kids. That's right. We are knocking it out. So let me give our general outline here. Are you ready? Yep. This is all on the fly, but we're going for it. Right. So I watched some music documentaries this weekend. We can go through those. I did not, but I will and, help you talk about them. All right. And then, uh, <laughs> well, I can I can guide you on the way of the. Uh, there were yes. three, so I, I can I can rank them for you. Perfect. Then you want to riff a little bit about Fiona Apple or not? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk. All right. About it. I think and it's then, on everybody's mind. No, it is probably not, but ours. No, it's <laughs> not. I mean. I, yeah, no, it is. It's on a lot. I think there's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe like five or six records that we bought. Is that, is that yep. good? Is there anything else yeah, we yeah. need to squeeze in there? Uh, no, but we'll probably squeeze at least four more oh, things yeah. in there because you know yeah. us. Well, one thing leads to another. Correct. Kind of a jam. Kind of a jam. Fixes six. <laughs> I thought it was plural. Reach the beach. <laughs> a great album. Reach the beach. <laughs> um, yep, we've lost okay, it. Okay, so we, uh, you know, it kind yep. of snuck up on me. I didn't think about it, but Friday was supposed to be record store day. Uh, yeah, I saw somebody saying that they were doing like a sale uh in honor of that fact and i was like yeah. oh wow that was the day wasn't it yeah it was I and now it's moved to like it. june right yeah it's in june it's in june yeah Good um, that. <laughs> yeah yeah no. i think it's late june though so hopefully hopefully, so hopefully. i don't say that as a pessimist i say that as a realist no. at this point i'm just like what no. is going on but yeah um, ho- hopefully they can do it so one thing they decided to do was release there was like three documentaries about vinyl records released uh, this weekend. And they're not really released. Like you can't get them on Netflix or whatever. You rent right. them, but like you yeah. rent them through your local store's link. And then they split half the proceeds right. with your local store. So in uh, each movie out of the three, Two were like twelve dollars, and one was like five bucks. So, uh, okay, the first one was. Wait, do you want me to start with the best one or the? Let me read the three, and you tell me. Dealer, I was about to say dealer's choice. I'm okay. totally fine. 
because I haven't seen okay. any of them yet. I want to see all of them, but I haven't seen any of them yet. Because as we three... know, my weekends are still full of bagels. So That's right. You got the bagels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so there's three. There's Record Safari, Vinyl Nation, and Other Music. I have heard probably the most about the Other Music doc, so okay. let me hear about that one first. Oh, okay. So yeah. uh, Other Music was a store in New York City that was open for like 20 years. Yep. And closed in 2016. Yep. Um, They're most known for being like a very small kind of like boutique record store that was physically across the street in, uh, I guess it's, a, it, well, in New York. Like really, uh, I can't remember where exactly now. But anyway, right across the street from a tower. So there was like, for years, yeah. there was this huge tower. But they were sort of like the offbeat, like where you would go to buy all the cool stuff. Uh, and they would always have these cool in stores. Um, like they, um, they just had like all the cool stuff. So they were open for like 20 years and then they had to close in 2016. And so it was like a big deal, especially for New Yorkers. I right. must admit, I never, whenever right. I was in New York, I never made it to the store. And, uh, right. obviously, yeah. So, uh, it's just a good story about two guys who open up a store and their staff and kind of everybody falls in love with it and just sort of the sadness of them closing. Um, Why did they have to close? Was it? Well, they don't really say in there. Oh, okay. I mean, they basically, I mean, they allude to the fact, and I think you can take it from a couple different perspectives. First, they're in prime real estate in New York. Yeah. And so I think the Absolutely. reality is, is their rent was going way, way up. Sure. And they were actually hurt by CD sales going away. Yes. Not they so probably much. carried a lot, right? Yeah. Not yeah, so yeah. their biggest heyday were C D days, not yeah. vinyl days. So um, which is kind of interesting, but um, they do a good job of explaining like CDs are cheap to make. You can right. sell them and they you and stores were making money. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and also based on their size, they and I don't know, like they had a record wall, but in every shot, everything was always brand new. So I don't know what their used abilities were. Like, um, right. I know I've had friends that love shopping there. It seems like they would buy expensive used records there. So maybe I'm wrong, or maybe they would just carry like super crazy things. But it didn't look like they had yeah. a big operation for buying used, which is obviously like where they probably made more money. So I think as CDs were phased out and expensive vinyl came in where they're only making a few dollars per record like they just couldn't really do enough business to stay open so right that Certainly. one highly recommended okay good highly recommend that one good good the good. second one was vinyl nation which was put on by the record store day people mm -hmm. it's a bit <clears> elementary <throat> okay <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> Why do records sound better? <laughs> oh, okay. like it right. felt like propaganda, like three years too late. Do you like, know what I mean? Here's like, why you should buy a vinyl record over any other medium, sort of thing. Yeah, or like, why do you like vinyl? That kind of stuff. Right, do you know right, what I mean? Right. right, right. Um, <clears throat> it's not bad. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I mean, they you know they talk about the. I guess one of the cool things in that one was they interview the guy from who runs United Pressing. Uh, oh, in cool. Nashville. So he kind of explains like when he bought the business and then everything went completely gone. And then he was like, ah, and then now everything came back crazy. So he said to move to a new building. So, and then they interview a couple other people that open up 
opened up more pressing plants or whatever. But um, it was okay. You know what I mean? It was okay. They interviewed right. like total strangers who just like love records, and that was like I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess if I were like being interviewed by it, it, I'd probably come across maybe a little bit like some of those folks do, but sure. Um, <clears throat> it was like I said, it was okay. I thought it could be a little like, and and they obviously focus a lot on record store day, which makes sense. You know what I mean? And how yep. kind of important it was. And I, I enjoyed yep. that part of it, but you know, some of the just like real, like one one stuff, I think I was like, what is this? It's like kind of going to like the space and rocket museum and like learning about gravity. You know what I mean? So, right, 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 right. And then the that. third one was record safari, mm-hmm. which is about a guy who works for Coachella and his, his job is to buy all the records to uh, like to stock Coachella store. Um, oh, wow. Which is about 30,000 copies. So yeah. he drives cross country from LA like it goes up like up into Oregon and then comes like all the way across the US and then kind of goes back down uh through Austin and whatnot and heads home but he just hits record stores up the whole way and buys like that's how he gets his stock so that part was kind of fun to watch but like right um you know again some of that gets a little like uh they interview a lot of like collectors and stuff in there. If you watch Vinyl Nation and that one back to back, they actually have a lot of the same people, like same oh, shots, uh, you know, because they're always in right. their collection. You know what I mean? You're like, oh right. man, I just saw this guy, yeah, in the other one. But he does get a cool interview with Pete Rock um, in New nice. York, kind of talking about like all the records he's bought and why he keeps doing it, and um, you know, all the music he's producing and all that stuff. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. So. I would recommend that one second, I think. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It sounds more interesting to me just because, like, if if your job is stocking something as big as Coachella and you know you have to have 30,000 records, like, that's a lot of buying. It's a lot of buying. And and you can't just buy, like, anything because you've got to try and sell them. Like, yep. So they got to be good, but they can't be too. I mean, it seems like it. It, it probably sounds like to people it'd be an easy thing. Like you just walk in, you see a thing, you got the company's money, and you just keep yeah. buying whatever. But like yeah. picking what you're gonna, what is gonna sell, and what isn't gonna sell, and can't be too expensive, but needs to be of a quality. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's big on obviously getting the best condition because you know people right. in the hot desert. <laughs> <laughs> don't want scratch right. records. I don't know where they put them in the meantime. I know they're but... gonna scratch them before they leave, anyways. Yeah, or they're gonna <laughs> melt. But um, but it was uh, it was kind of interesting. He goes to a store in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. No, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I'm blanking on the name. It was like something attic or something. And this these guys have so many records. And I, I we've been talking about trying to go to Pittsburgh for a baseball game. Because mm-hmm. um, I kind of like going to like kind of like like we went to cleveland a couple years ago for a basketball game and like we had a great time and everyone's like why are you going to cleveland and i'm like because there's right we're gonna see the game but there was a right got to do the rock and roll hall of fame and like a cool art museum like there was just cool stuff there and so yeah uh so i was like oh man we got it we get now we have to go to pittsburgh but like i have to have one whole day in the store like he i don't think where this guy goes because he's a buyer i don't think probably they give access to the public 
but there's right. like a whole bottom floor of just U-Haul boxes that he's opening and oh, going God. through. I mean, it is insane. It's crazy. Oh, man. All this stuff right. he's going through. Um, but yeah, that one was kind of interesting. I mean, the guy's a, the guy is, uh, you know, he, he, he's like, he has a huge collection. Like he has so many that sure. he, he, uh, he puts his mattress on top of U-Haul boxes full of records and that's where he sleeps. That's how many <laughs> records he has. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, uh, but that one, I mean. I guess though, like right now, I just feel like I've watched everything on TV. I'll tell you what, like the other music one really made me miss, like just the idea of being in a record store and knowing everyone, like the community that goes with with record shopping. Right. And then uh, the record safari one, where he's just going store to store to store, just made me and searching. That just made me miss shopping. Do you know what I mean? Like right, 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 right. Because I'm yeah. having a hard time right now. We're like, I realize that, and and you can weigh in on this, and I'll stop talking about the documentaries. But like, sure. <laughs> but for me, like record shopping is a very visual uh, experience, and like that's how I shop. So like when people right. say to me, like, "What are you looking for right now?" I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, right. like I have a I have like the weakest Discogs want list of all time. Like, and then when I get right. on Discogs, I'm like, oh, I got some birthday money. Let me shop. I'm like, what right. do I want? You know what I mean? Right. Like, are you that way? Like, <laughs> right. I well, you know, from us going to Carolina Soul here when you guys were yeah. here, like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I think I walked out with four or five. I think we both walked out like four or five, six, seven, yeah. whatever. And like, I don't think any of that I had planned on walking out with. Like, right, right. And we like put stuff there back, was remember? Yeah, there was like so much <laughs> stuff that I was just like. I don't, I mean, I want, I want this, but yeah. I don't, I don't know, but okay. Why not? Like it's in great shape. Sure. You know? Um, and I think it is a lot of that. Like, I think that day I happened to find a bunch of rock Hooter stuff. And yep. like, I think that had just been on like, that's like in the back of your brain, like stuff that you want to have and, or listen to like, yep. and just starting to tackle his like huge catalog. It's like, wow, there's, three of them here and they're only like five six bucks a pop that's great so you know but it's rare i will freely admit it's rare that you go in and you say like you walk straight up to the counter like you got a copy of blah 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 no yeah i've never (laughs) like no i I just go i just go i go straight to the bin yeah start going through if at some point i like you know i jog the memory like while i'm checking out I'll, i'll maybe ask you know like Jack at Carolyn Soul, like sometimes I'll ask him, like, "Hey, you got a copy of like right now? I'm I'm on the lookout for uh, Hot Buttered Soul, Isaac yep. Hayes." And, like I'm always like, "You got a copy of that floating around?" Like he's yep. like, "Man, we always do, except right now." Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I, I, perfect. This is why yep. I don't even ask because it's like, yep. usually it's just out here. Occasionally you get lucky, and they're like, "Yeah, actually, I got one back here. Let me let me get it or whatever, you know." But yeah, yeah, I think it's more like. You see a thing, you're like, oh, yeah, that's got right X song on it, or that's that thing I wanted to find, or, uh, you know, we were talking about it the other day. I've got one of one of the ones in my list of purchases, actually, something we talked about on the last, uh, just got mentioned in the last uh, call that we did. And I was like, oh, that'd be a good record to have. 
Yeah. And yeah. now I got it, you know. But well, yeah, I don't. Too, I think I've reached a point where record shopping for me is where something is like, you want to flip it over a couple times. Like, who produced right. this? Like, what? What does this look yeah. interesting? Like, and like pull up a YouTube video, maybe just see if it's totally. I've, I've been burned too many times where I'm like, wow, this looks really cool. And then I get home and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Right. I think I bought Dr. Hook instead of Dr. John. Oops, this is awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, ooh, and yeah. so now like, oh, what is this weird looking like, you know, unless it's like a dollar or something and then I'll just risk it. But, you know, like if it's right. kind of crazy out there, world looking jazz kind of thing, you know, like I'm like, wow, you know, I'm going to check this out. And then, you know, right. if it's if it's great, awesome. If not, you know, hopefully I didn't spend a lot of money on it. But I think I'm at that point now with my shopping where it's like, I got most of the basics covered, you know, so I'm just trying right. to like find things that look interesting and that's Im- almost impossible to do online, I think. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely hard. I think it's it's been easier having just gotten into this whole vinyl world in the last you know, year or so, year and a half, whatever. Um like really getting into it, like it's easier for to find stuff I feel like online when you're like sort of in the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard also for me. It's like, I still have a bunch of CDs and they're still, they're really great things that I really love listen to. So it's like, do I want to double up on a lot of that? Probably not. But then you wind up doubling up on some of it because you find it for a good deal or whatever, you know, but like, that's what it comes down to. Sometimes it's like, do I want to double up on that? like uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> don't want to triple up on that yeah probably yep yeah i think and i think maybe that's what i'm coming down to for like the vinyl nation one like for those of us that have been shopping in record stores forever and i would qualify right. you as that because even yeah. you and i in college were going to tower even though we were, we were there like cds or whatever you know we were multiple going... times a week sometimes yeah all the time <laughs> and so um you know i think to sort of it sort of feels like you're there educating people on like why it's cool to go shop for stuff. And it's like, right. wow, that's weird that we've kind of come that far already as a society where we're sort of like teaching people how to like buy stuff. You know what I mean? But it definitely yeah. like triggered. I was like, oh man, I got to get to a store right. soon. I'm it reminds crazy. me somewhat, uh, I mean, just the way that you have described it, it reminds me somewhat of the way we have kind of come full circle with like, and this is from, I'm biased because I'm in this world, but, uh, of restaurants, like yeah, how like, you had to prove for a long time. It didn't matter where you ate and it was big chain restaurant or whatever. It didn't yeah, matter. And I there was always your yeah. mom and pop, but nobody really cared. And then suddenly everybody cared, but now it's like, you have to like, you're all, you're almost always trying to prove to people why it's good to, you know, support your local farmer yeah. or your local restaurant, which then supports your local farmer or whatever. And it's kind of the yeah. same deal. It's like support your local record store because they do this for the community. I mean, unfortunately you're seeing why now when you're completely removed from all that, it's like, yeah, they actually do like give you a service. Like yeah. a record store is, is, is actually a, a part of a community. Like you said, yeah. I mean, and and the folks that go there become regulars and they get to know the people and then that's the whole thing and yeah it sucks to not be able to go 
I know. I'm hurting. <laughs> it's well. Let's talk a little bit about the Friday release of uh, the Fiona Apple album because people are fetch the uh, bolt cutters. People are uh, they're very fetch ecstatic em. about it. I'm I'm happy for. Her. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know. I'll be honest, I didn't know it had happened until uh, my coworker who is uh, who I didn't know is as big a Fiona Apple fan as he is. Uh, <laughs> he told me he was like. Uh, she just released a new record. I was like, oh, really? And then I, I you know, I, I'm literally flipping through the Instagram moments later and Pitchfork gives it like a blazing 10. Yeah. Which is a rare occurrence. Um, and then seemingly every every other thing that I've read about it had, uh, had also glowing things to say. Um, I listened to it finally today. I got a chance uh, in preparation for our our talk now so i feel i feel pretty confident talking about it what's your uh first (laughs) what was your first impression uh well i had been i think i had been led a little bit to believe that it was gonna be this like crazy weird thing um yeah because the pitchfork, I mean, not that I'm putting a lot, I sound like I'm putting all this weight on this pitchfork article, only because I, that's the first piece of news that I had read about the thing. Um, yeah. They talked about it, you know, in these terms, like she, you know, she was like channeling Yoko Ono and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, all. I mean, if you read that, you would think it was going to be like this free jazz odyssey in, in moments. Um, I didn't find it that much different for fiona apple as a stylistic thing as an aesthetic like yeah. yeah i felt like it fit right into her world um i wasn't there was no moment where i was like wow that is weird i mean there's a couple times where it's like she's making a weird vocal thing or, but i mean yeah there's been a weird vocal thing on like every record <laughs> yeah maybe except for title because that was like the prove it record and then all the other ones were like yeah "Yeah, now now you do you you whatever you is now you do it um so yeah to me it it i think it's great um i kind of got the impression that maybe some of the like heaped upon praise was and this i said this to stacy earlier i this makes you sound like an old man, no matter what, no matter which way you frame it. But <laughs> I kind of feel like people were heaping praise like that on it because that kind of a record doesn't necessarily get made anymore. Like, yeah. And, and I, I mean, what I mean when I say that, cause let me qualify before. I don't know if anybody's ever going to hear it. That would be mad that I said that, but <laughs> I feel like there, there, there is a safe box that things get made in now where like a lot of the rough edges are trimmed off and that record has rough edges and oh yeah they are part of the charm of that record which is the way people have always made records seemingly but not now <laughs> yeah and and by not now i mean like big pop records or big big production records like seemingly don't have those rough edges or they seem like they're engineered rough edges. And this just seemed like an organic, like I'm making a record and I'm banging on walls in my house and like the dogs are literally barking and 
stuff like that. Like, yeah, anyway. but it makes you wonder, like, if we're just old guys that have heard interesting albums and uh, right, uh, regular listening that. public are probably like, <laughs> "Wow, this is cool!" You can hear dogs barking. Do you know what I mean? Right. And things that are sort of like, yeah, heck yeah, that's cool to us. It's sort of, um, it. How, how would you explain it? It's like, um, it's pushing the boundaries for maybe your regular listener. Uh, I think so. That, that might be something too. I don't know. I mean, my same, the same coworker loved uh, the last one, the Idler Wheel record, like loved it. Like it's like his favorite record, I think. But like, and for what he had heard of this thing, he'd heard like the first half of it when we were talking on Sunday and he was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I was, hey, there's, a, there's some records, there's some songs in there. I'm not going to come back to like either wheel. I can put that thing on and just play it and probably just play it again. He's like, but this one, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, really? So I was expecting it to be like there to be some stuff on there that it was just like, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard kind of moments, but I'm like, no, this sounds like a Fiona. No, I mean, I think it's an, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's actual progression. Like it's a natural yeah. progression uh, right. in what she's done. And it's like, yeah, this, this works. You know what I mean? Like right. it works fine. Like I think it's That's just maybe uh, just not, it's not an easy structure for some people that it's just like, Oh right. wow, this is kind of, it's just maybe comes across as weird. And so people, but, but I think what, the super diehard fans or at least the ones I've talked to, or at least maybe I'm, maybe I'm putting these words in their mouth. I don't know, but I think that they're just really proud of her for making a weird er record and not just right. conforming to like, here's my like Liz fair want to be pop album. Do you know what I mean? It's like, right. uh, yeah, no, cool. I'm going to try this weird thing out. And by the way, I'm scared to death to release it, but here it is. And I think people right. are just like ecstatic about, you know what I mean? Like, oh, awesome, you know? So, right. I also feel like it's funny that people with an artist like Fiona Apple, I feel like it's always strange to me that people think that, that people almost that people think her capable of putting out this like super pop I know, right? thing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah. have you listened to any of the other records? Like none of them, even yeah. her first record, none of that I would consider like quote unquote normal pop music. Like it's all been weird. Like there's always yeah. been a weird something and it's yeah. what makes her, I think it's what makes her great. I mean, she's in a, there's a, there's a select few, and it's and they're artists in general who get who who kind of get to do that and get to like yeah. make these records and and the people behind them are like yeah man do your thing go it's not like do Shadow it. Boxer as big as it was was by the book I mean it's still kind of a weird kind of, song especially in the moment that it was released like there was nothing yeah. like that like just that piano yeah. drum vocal some bass maybe like that's it like there was yeah. it was so bare bones like everything else around it was like hey look at all this stuff <laughs> yep you know and because it was what like 96 or something like that it was like yep yeah i mean it's I like think, i think it was 697 something like that it's like yeah i mean there's nothing in 90 like 96 was like right in the middle of like you know now greatest hits 
ooch, 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 like dance jam time. <laughs> like, yeah, that's you know, true. and like the beginning of like, she was like on the cusp of the beginning of like that singer songwriter world. Like yeah. that really blew up for the next like five, 10 years. But even still, it would still be a different sound than f- for those folks. Like, <laughs> it's I agree. Just, yeah, I think it's great. So, I think that song, that song Cosmonauts, Cosmonaut. Yeah. I listened to that song. I literally, it stopped and I literally hit, play it again. I was like instantly like, I got to hear that again. Like, that's cool. it was great. Like, and that's kind of the test for me. Like, is there, when you get done with it, do you want to like listen to it again? I, I actually did. Like, and especially that song, like I listened to it twice, second time way louder. I was like, wow, this is, that's a great <laughs> song. But so the big question is, uh, will you, uh, are you interested in buying the uh, LP version of it when it's, uh, yes. when it's available? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, I wish, I mean, I know, uh, was it Vinyl Me Please put out a version of Tidal uh, in the last little bit? I mean, my favorite record of hers has always been the second one, the Win the Pawn record. Yeah. Um, I, I keep waiting for that thing to be reissued like mightily um but yeah i would totally and this i actually listened started i went after it this one was done that's what i i went back to and i like started listening to that and even more so it like seems like those two connect i pretty, think so too that's what i thought i'm like i was like it, i'm like this sounds like her to me yeah <laughs> But, yeah, kind of yeah. like that perfect, like kind of rambling. Like, is this going anywhere? But then she ties it all together. <laughs> right. You're like, wow. She just did a whole, like, she just ran you through a whole gamut of things, and in like four minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you're not sure she's gonna be able to pull it off, and she does. Like, it's great. You know. Well, I'll also be excited. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, also, I found it weird that in all of the stuff that everybody's been writing it seems nobody is writing about uh what's the one after oh extraordinary machine which was the like much at the at the time was like the most controversial record because it was oh, like yeah the you know there was the john bryan version that didn't get put out and there was like a relationship oh, gotcha. and deep it up like nobody talks about it like it's like in in an entire review it's like they act like it don't doesn't exist. <laughs> so weird. I'm like, that's probably the biggest she ever was at that moment. Like, it's kind of weird. But it's weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just quarantined. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it too much. Y'all right. thinking about it. Too it much. just seems weird to me. I'm like, why? Why? Are, like, I mean, I know. You know, at some point when that record was about to be put out, which it was like delayed and delayed, there was like a leak of like the John Bryan version, and then like the other version got put out, and everybody was, you know, all the music or musicians were all like, no, the other version is the version, and wow. <laughs> like this whole thing. But hmm. yeah, whatevs. Well, it was I still think, good. Um... I think uh, I'm definitely most likely. I'm definitely going to pick it up when it when it comes out. I think it'll be. Uh, yeah. Are they gonna? I mean, it. have you heard there's going to be a 
a full-on physical format release? I bet there probably will be. I, I just think like there that, has to be, right? I just think that she probably... Um, I don't know. Maybe she was second-guessing it enough to where they were like, you know what, let's just get it out digitally, right. and then we'll worry about a physical product later once they know it's actually right. out instead of making it and having her maybe want to fix something or something like that. So. Yeah, or like, hey, let's put this thing out. If everybody, if it tanks, then you don't have to worry about... <laughs> We don't have to worry about doing all the others. Yeah. Like that. Which I can't believe. Again, I don't can't believe anybody would think it was gonna tank, but whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> she seems like she's got she's made her, her mark and people there's enough people that would support her no matter what now. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, it's good. I think. Well, um, uh, do you want to run through some recent purchases? I've got five. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I've got a ton on order, but I've got five that have come. Word. In, so. I've got I've got seven. I don't have to run through all of them. So, or I can kind of group a couple couple two tree anyways. But yeah, let's do it. All right, you go first. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'll start at the start at the Let's most see. recent. Let's see. Uh, I took a chance and I got uh, Dead Prez. Let's get oh, free yeah. um, from uh, Get On Down Records. Uh, they put out a it's a limited edition 180 gram uh, color version. It's a translucent red on one disc, translucent green on the other disc. Um, has like a fun little like uh, sort of OB strip on the on the side yeah. and all that. Uh, it's great. It's a great record. Um, people have definitely heard the song Hip Hop as the, I think it was like, yeah. I think it was Chappelle's show theme song at one point. And it's also the theme to uh, Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. It's like the song that plays. Yep. Um, as well as being a single and being everywhere. It's great. It's that. <clears throat> so the backstory here is because my list is going to be pretty hip hop heavy. Uh, I watched <laughs> mm. uh, Rhythm and Flow, which is uh, like a contest uh, show on Netflix. Um, they're trying to find like the next hip hop star. Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, usually I am not one to... Uh, love something like this for some reason this show got me and i like binged it like it was like three or four days it even got stacy hooked in like we were like wow blah 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 um it also got me in this mode of like man i really love hip-hop and i don't have as much in my collection as i should so yeah i kind of have like laser focused some of my purchases on that so this is one of those it's like been on the list to like check out for a while but like and an original copy is pretty pricey because it, yeah. I mean, this record came out in like 2000, I think. So it like, yeah, that was a time when vinyl either wasn't made or wasn't made in abundance. And this one was definitely pretty rare. So anyways, it was like 22 bucks. I think it was cheap. Yeah. So yeah. double record. Boom. Is it, uh, I, I really only know the one song. Is it, a uh good beyond that uh yes it is um so they are 
I think they at the time they put this out, they were in like Tallahassee, Florida, but the two guys were from uh, Brooklyn originally. And uh, it is very much it's it's kind of awesome because it's like the end of a golden era hip hop world. Yeah. And like running right into like new style. Um, but there's like a lot of fun samples. It's very sample heavy. Um, it's very, uh, very Afrocentric in its lyrics. Um, very much like a black power statement in pretty much every song. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, F you to like a lot of different people. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's really great. I mean, they're they're great lyricists. Um, the beats are great. Samples are great. It's a uh, it is uh, front to back a goodie. So even awesome. even even without the single, it's a uh, it's a great record. I think I'm gonna take one of yours. I'm gonna apologize up front. No, do it. I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna I'm... take one of yours too. <laughs> Are, are we t- are we both is this are we both talking about the Stooges record? Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's so why I didn't do it first. The... <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I would have yeah, yeah. chimed right in, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So we both got the vinyl. Me please, uh, Stooges, John Cale mix. Uh, <clears throat> yep. And um, nice, like kind of like a reddish, like kind of marble red, kind of. Yeah, it's a wacky. Wacky color on that thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nashville, great. Who's in Boston now? But uh, Sean Maloney wrote the liner notes, so that yep. was cool to have kind of a connection back here yep. in a roundabout way. So, um, it's Alternate slower. Cover. It's slower. <laughs> That's the thing that right. I can't quite wrap my brain around. It's like I've been listening to this kind of slightly sped up version for years. And so I'm like, weird, I gotta, I gotta, and it's totally, totally different sequence. Right. The sequence is completely different. Okay. So I told you this, um, I, I don't know how, and I don't know why, but I have never listened to the Stooges. Like, and I, I don't even mean, I I don't don't worship them, but I, um, I mean, I've, I've heard them, but I haven't ever been like, (laughs) man, I've got, you know, I've I've heard yeah. records and songs, but I've never heard like never sat down with a record and be like, all right, let's do this. So this was interesting for me because it's like like the the pitch correction thing, i.e. the speed thing. I didn't I wasn't totally aware of that until reading the liner notes. I'm like, oh wow, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um so this is the only speed I mean I've heard I wanna be your dog before, you know. I'm sure the wrong for me, it comes through the most on, um, the no fun, you know what I mean? Right. Where it's like, it just sounds different. It's so interesting. Right. Right. Any of these, any of these records that, you know, there's those like famously, uh, was it kind of blue was that way. They had to pitch correct it because somebody had written, you know, had like transferred the, the master at like the wrong speed by like two seconds, two milliseconds or something like that. It was like something yeah. stupid, but like by the time you get out and out and out, it's like, wow, these songs are not right. Like nobody could play along with it because it's out of tune. 
same thing here you know how many people probably learned to play these songs completely wrong because they were the wrong speed <laughs> yeah um it is great it is also great for me i love the moments when you get to get those like weird ephemeral pieces of like music history like this is yep. john kale's mix that yep. apparently was like rejected by the label <laughs> but it's also like seemingly was sort of like they refer to this as like a work tape yeah that they would that they would take home and listen to which is totally yep. the way you know i'm an old man so i remember making those tapes you take them you listen to you in your car and everybody yep. gets in the car and like does this sound good yes no terrible okay what's bad about it and then you except in their era it was real reels and so somebody had this and (laughs) somehow still intact and you know they bought it back from them (laughs) which is crazy interesting but uh yeah i mean i'm enjoying it i want to spend more time with it just to kind of yeah i think it's wrap my brain around it i think it makes me it it definitely made me want to get the rest of the Stooges catalog and like finally invest the time. Um, and to hear this one in it's like, I guess more official. Cause now, cause now I guess the versions are all pitch corrected supposedly. So now, now it's all right. Yep. Whatever that means. But uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's definitely, it sounds as raw as raw can be. I will like say that I feel like I've gotten my money's worth out of uh, Vinyl Me Please. Just with this and yes. uh, the roots. Um, and what the heck did I get in between? What did you? Oh, I got that Black Delicious record, which is right. It's not mind blowing, but it's fun to have because uh, I have right. one of their other ones. But um, yeah, I mean, these are like. I don't know. I always thought it was stupid to have like a record club, I guess. And like, I guess I always had this idea that like Vinyl Me Please like picked records and sent them to you. And I guess there's an aspect to that sort of like if you don't get back quick enough, like you can just get something sent and you kind of have to deal with it. But um, but yeah, I've been I mean, like I said, last month didn't exactly blow me away, but it still is cool to have the. The Black Alicious one or whatever that I subbed in, but um, right. yeah, I've been impressed. Uh, hopefully, they don't yeah. kind of start tanking going forward. But um, but I, one of my other ones I was going to talk about, you know, I bought from them too. So you know, it's yeah. it's even when you're in there, you're like, oh, cool, I'll pick this up too. Right. That's what. Okay, that's a great segue because that's what I did. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that's what uh, I set on, this up for. Yes, for this on when we got that, I went a little ham at Vinyl Me Please. And uh, I also added on uh, the immortal Otis Redding. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the other I've been thinking. I've been thinking about that one. Yeah. Um, it is great. I will say I have seen this record in a store multiple times uh, for a lot of money. Um, yeah. Which is part of the reason I got it because I think it was like twenty three bucks to add it to your shot. Yeah. Um. It is a stunning record. I will say that it is it is a, amazing in the sense that <clears throat> this is one of those posthumously released Otis Redding records, which is 
still hard to wrap my brain around that he was 27 when he died to be able yeah. to sing like that. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but he, uh, he had hit this, he hit this like stride just before, uh, the plane crash and all. And he put out like, he recorded like four records worth of stuff, three of which were completely new material. Yeah. And he recorded them in like some kind of crazed fury. It was like they would stay in the studio till like 6 a.m. or something like that and come back at like 11 a.m. <laughs> and start yeah. all over again. Um, but this has, you know, Dreams to Remember on it, uh, Hard to Handle, uh, The Happy Song. It's, I mean, it is, it's real nice. It's got yep. some like quasi gospel workouts on it. It's really good. The band is top notch and killing it. Um, yeah, it's great. And Violet nice. Please did a great job with it. With a lot of these soul records, they don't do like a crazy color vinyl. It's just like they do like a straight, you know, reproduction of how it would have looked kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's like a super nice. nice, thick sleeve and the whole works. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, when I was in there, I added on the new Thundercat record. That it is what it is. That's the name of yeah. it. Yeah, it's the blue powder blue numbered limited edition for whatever that's worth. I mean, there's nice. like there's so many of these. I mean, there's so many different versions of his records. I don't even know what's Plus, limited. I saw another one that's really? red, I think. Yeah, there's so many different <laughs> ones. Um. But uh, it's all about the song Dragon Ball Do-Rag, which even even Cash and Hayden love. Um, and it's just like one of those kind of like soul jams or whatever. I, right. when it was first announced, I, I didn't jump out and think about really getting it. But right. I saw him a couple years ago play at Exit N, like right as he blew up. And I bought yeah. it. I remember I bought his first record. Uh, with the Things Change song on it. And I remember yeah. DJing it once, and everyone was just like, what is this? And I was like, it's Thundercat, right. man. Because I was, like, big into, like, Flying Lotus and, like, Kamazi yeah. Washington. Like, he kind of runs in all that in that scene yeah. or whatever. And so, um, you know, so I bought, and I bought his last record. And so I was like, it's going to be silly for me not to get this one. So I got it. I like it. It's right. It's the same vein. As the other one, so it's not going to blow you away, but um, right. but it's like it's like fun, fun stuff to DJ with for sure. So I'm I'm glad I got it. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, well, I guess to end my vinyl me please run, uh, I got I picked up the they did a fancy version of uh, Dirty Projectors bit of Orca yeah. record, yeah. Which um, I will be straight honest. When this record came out in 2009, I was on tour with Trail of Dead. Uh, and we were in New York a lot because Conrad was living there at the time. And Angel, who was one of the, the ladies uh, on the cover, actually. Um, super sweet, super nice, hung out with us you know more than once uh but i did not i was like i heard like maybe one or two songs and was like yeah i don't know but i also felt like it was the record that i was gonna like later <laughs> like i was like that record yeah. is gonna like 
hit me at some point. It is just not right now. Like I just don't want to, I was, and at that point I was like so busy on the road all the time that I didn't even, it was like, I wasn't even focusing on new music at the time. Um, and so sure enough, uh, I got this and was like, wow, that's a really good record. Um, I mean, it definitely wears its, a lot of its, uh, influences on its sleeve in portions is very talking heads heavy. Um, very, very much in that vein, but it is a great record. This is a great pressing. Um, it's pretty, they like round out the last, uh, like side and a half with some live cuts. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So it's like, you get to hear them like taking this crazy monster of a record they made and like transferring it to the live setting. So, uh, it's fun. Um, it's a really cool I will vinyl. say that I, when that record came out, I didn't get into it and I found yeah. a used copy and I bought it and I still couldn't get into it and really? I sold it. <laughs> yeah. I yep. don't know what it was. That's I was fair. really excited about it because I remember yeah. how everyone just freaked out over it and I was like, all right, right I'm, I found it for a pretty decent, you know, I think it was like yeah. 14 or 15 bucks used and I was like, sure. cool. I was like, and I also thought there'd be like some cool stuff I could throw into like my dj sets with it but it's just too right. abstract for djing it's like right. it's just too out there and so i was like ah, i don't know maybe i'm missing the boat on this one again so right yeah i let it go i let it go well if you have if you have to if you have to sub out another vinyl me please there you go you can you can sub there it out <laughs> yeah I don't, yeah oh yeah yeah that one comes up like no nah, i don't need that one yeah no, um go. i got I got the new Strokes record, the new Abnormal, oh. which is a funny, uh, funny title to come out right now. Yes. Most right. annoying packaging uh, that I can remember <laughs> of the most recently. It's like they screen printed a plastic case, and then like so you take the shrink wrap off, and then you have to like, and then they taped, they screen printed the tape that goes around it to say the new <laughs> Abnormal or whatever. So you have to cut the tape to sort of get the record out. It's just very uh, yeah. like, it's very um, it's just very clumsy. And then like, yeah. But there's kind of a cool poster on the inside that's all, um, Basquiat art, which was kind of cool because Emily and the boys are super and all that stuff. So yeah, um, that was kind of cool to have. Um, uh, I kind of like it. I mean, it's like a lot of drum machine. Like it's kind of got sure. some like '80s vibes to it. Um, there's one song I strongly dislike where he's sort of just singing to like a almost like an accordion for what seems like a really long time. It's the first song. <laughs> Let me see if I can figure out what the song is. I just, uh, and it's at the door, which is, it's the first song on the B side. It's just like, nice. oof. But, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's a strokes record. It's kind of fun. Right. Um, I, uh, I hit my friend up who runs, uh, the vinyl tap store. And I was like, Hey man, like, you know, kind of just was like, Wanted to buy something from him on record store day, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, and so I got that one and another another record I'll talk about. But um, you know, there it's kind of like one of the few new things that I'm that I was like, yeah, I could I could I could feel good about buying this. Do you know what I mean? So, right. Um, I think it's worth you know for Strokes fans. I think Strokes fans just buy Strokes records regardless. Um, right. But I think it's probably it's probably going to get a better. 
uh, better spins from people that like kind of their earlier stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, gotcha. Maybe a couple of those other ones, but um, I don't know. I don't really expect much from them. This is horrible as a music fan to say, but I don't. <laughs> as I mean, they were never the band to blow you out of the water anyway. They were just sort right. of had a shtick at the beginning, which is that they sounded like a rock band when no one else did, and so right. now I think they just kind of tweaked out a little bit but in a good way and uh i mean i think if you're a strokes fan i think you should definitely pick it up but um right it was it was it was fun it was fun i uh in following multiple music publications via the instagram world it was funny on the day that that was released uh i think it was i think consequences sound was like this is like I can't remember which way it went, but one of one of the two between Consequence of Sound and Pitchfork, one was like, "This is the best Strokes album in a decade." The other one is like, "This is the most vapid thing they've ever put out." <laughs> it was like hilarious. The two I was I'm like, telling you, okay, one of the one of my greatest, one of the best things I've done for getting back into music in the last five years was I stopped reading pitchfork. I used to check it every day and I don't read it at all anymore. And it's just gives you such freedom and allowing you to like what you like and don't like what you don't like. Yeah. Like I will, I I will look at it. If I see, if I see something like that is, uh, that catches my eye, like, like literally has literally in the scroll through has to be like, Oh, that's that's a record from so and so. You know, I'll check that out. I mean, or like I'll listen to a new song by so and so. Okay, cool. I'll do that. But like, I mean, Pitchfork yeah, as as... being owned by Condé Nast now, they literally have right. sponsored articles about what beer you should order to go with your, right. with whatever. I mean, it's so bad. Yeah. Like it's so it's it's very so, bad. The sponsor content is so bad that I'm like, Ugh, was, I'm fine. Very moving bad. on. Like I'm fine. Just. Yep. In in 2020, like if you know records coming out, you don't need someone to tell you. You just go on Spotify right. and you click on it and be like, "Wow, this right. is good," or "Wow, I don't like this." It's really not right. that hard anymore. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, funny. It's funny. It is. It's very funny that it's very funny to me that like because the same thing happened, I guess, about the Beastie Boys doc. Like, one of them was like, "This is great. This is amazing to watch." You know, this Spike Jones love letter to Beastie Boys, blah, blah, blah. And the other one, I forget. Again, I don't know which one was which. And this was literally just like the headlines. Uh, the other one was like, it's hard to watch the, you know, their youthful whatever turn into crusty old men, blah, 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 blah. And it's just sad. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, <laughs> who are the, who are writing, who's writing any of this? Wow. It's terrible. Wow. Wow. Anyways. Um, right. Next one. Next, so I've got three left. I don't have to do them all, but um, a quick shout out to uh, Chaz at Bull City. These are the three I ordered from uh, him to uh, to support my one of my local places. Uh, um, Because Carolina Soul is not doing like a uh, a pickup or like shipping thing they're just their storefront is just like oh they're not even shipping out of there that's interesting i i think they will like when i talked to jack about that other stuff he was like (laughs) 
he was like, we can ship this out or we can just hold it until yeah. we're open. And I was like, if yeah. you don't mind doing that, then fine. But like, if at any point you're like, yeah, you should probably buy this. then I'll be like, okay, I'll just buy it and ship it. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, but Chaz is like, <laughs> Chaz is like a trooper. He's like, he has been in that store like every day, uh, either doing like, he, at one point he was like, what do you guys, what, what, uh, what section do you want to see me do a flip through of? Yeah, and like, that's cool. I was like, uh, hip hop would be great. He's like, okay. Cause you requested it. <laughs> he just does awesome. like a whole thing of the, the hip hop. He's like, cause he doesn't have his whole, the whole store isn't online. He's like, honestly, we have like 35% of the store on catalog. Cause it's like just me doing it. So if you want something and you don't see it, like call, email whatever we'll do one of these flip throughs for you whatever now he's doing like saturday like a no contact pickup kind of thing you can drive yeah. to the back of the store and just pick up your bag and go so anyways if there is any way to like sell records still he is figuring it out um yep. so uh i got outcasts uh at aliens at at aliens uh, uh, i don't yes they're a uh, second record um which i'm not afraid to admit uh at the point at which outcast was coming up my initial love affair with hip-hop was going down mm-hmm. um and i was kind of out of touch I just kind of, this record came out in like 96, I think, which is insane. Uh, and so at that point I was like fully into, I think that was the year we were at Belmont. I was at Belmont with you. Is that 96? 97? Yeah. Nine. So somewhere in there. Wow. There you go. Um, we did, freshman year was 96, fall yeah. 96. Yeah, fall 96. So that's the year this came out. I was, I was like full on into like <laughs> more rock and roll things and like guitar craziness and all that, uh, than I was new hip hop. So I missed the boat on a lot of early outcast stuff. Um, but because I'm rekindling my love affair with the hip hopness. Uh, this is one of the groups that I'm diving back into. Uh, if you know this record, then you already know that it's great. Uh, it is unfortunately cursed with one of the worst album covers ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, that comic book rendering of them is, well, it's honestly kind of comic now, uh, just years later, but it's a great, it's a great record. Um, I am on the lookout and going to get more of all their things. I think I have some of it already that on is, hold. Uh, that's the Rosa Parks record, right? Yeah. No. No, no, no. This is the Elevators. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Two dope, two dope boys in a Cadillac. That's right. <laughs> and E.T., uh yeah babylon yeah um rosa parks was on the one, the after. one after it yeah, yeah. aquim and i oh I yeah i yeah. hate saying the names of their albums you just sound like an idiot 
<laughs> but uh yeah it's classic it's great um it's a lot of fun to listen to it's fun to hear them as like youngins there's also a great documentary on netflix about uh was it organized chaos is that the name of their production squad i'm not sure i'm not sure organized organized noise um there's a great doc if you haven't seen it about them that like is as inspirational as like the Minutemen doc was like about just like dudes figuring out how to do it in like circumstances that you normally wouldn't be able to figure out how to do it in. They're just like, yep, we're just going to make records in a dirt floor basement (laughs) and they're going to sell a million copies. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, good. I, um, when I was hitting up, uh, Todd Vinyl Tap, I was just kind of going through the new releases list. So the second one I picked was from him was the Waxahachie St. Cloud album. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sort of didn't pay any attention to it when it came out, uh, but I've got some of her older stuff. I've got yeah. 7-inch, and I've got um, I've got a cassette tape, actually, like this weird green cassette tape that she did one time of, like, some demos. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, oh, man, I'm going to get her and her sister mixed up. But was she in Swearing? I was really into the band Swearing. I can't remember if. One of them was in, in I think, this band called. Yes, I think they were. Well, I think they, they both, so were they, they both in it? No, I don't well? think so. Uh, no, okay. I don't think they were both in swearing. I think Katie was Allison. Maybe Katie, I think yeah, I think Katie is Waxahachie, right? Yeah, yeah, Katie. Yeah, is so I think she's always been Waxahachie, and then yeah. I think Allison was in swearing, and then yeah. she's got her own, but she goes as Allison. Crutchfield yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and also plays in Waxahachie on the road, I believe. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, really enjoy the record. Honestly, like it's yeah. um, it's um, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I think we were talking about that on the day it came out. I think I was like, "Have you heard this?" Because I was like, "Yeah," because I again I'd read something somewhere about it that was like, you know, it's and it was this was not a a pitchforky thing. It was like some somebody somewhere was just saying how different it was from her other maybe it was an NPR thing or whatever. But they were just talking about how different it was stylistically from yeah. uh if you only know her as like this indie guitar thing, this is gonna come as a shock somewhat if you yeah. hadn't listened to like what else had been going on. Um yeah. But yeah, it's good. That's the first single off of it. Man, I, I probably wore that thing out. That I first can't really week. put my thumb on what it sounds like, but I mean, it's if nobody knows Waxahachie, it's female fronted, and it's honestly just feels like a indie rock record. It's like right. kind of that interesting time period of like kind of get that has a little bit of like a '90s feel to it, like like just sort of sometimes borderlines on like, thank God she didn't put like a like a fiddle on it to make it Americana. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just right. close enough where Americana people will probably latch on to it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, but it's not, so leave it alone. Right. But, um, right. But yeah, it's on merge uh, and came out this year. And yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. Even if you don't, uh, you know, want to own it necessarily, definitely worth streaming. 
and the new album is called Saint Cloud. So yes, that uh, her record when when Ivy Trip came out and it was like everywhere. I I loved I fell in love with that record. I was like, man, this is this is great because it totally was a is a throwback to like middle late nineties like. Like it reminded me of voice, all I things like Juliana yeah. Hatfield and like all yeah. all the good stuff, all the yeah. stuff that we loved. <laughs> and I was just like, man, it's great. And this, when I heard the stuff off of this, I was like, this makes me feel that same way. But you're exactly right in that way, in that like slightly left turn towards like country, but not country. Like yeah, the little like bit of twangy. It's almost like I could do that really well and kill all you guys, but I'm just right. going to stay away from it right now, which right. I love. I love. It's I totally love, like, so. hey, don't forget I'm from Alabama. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. It's like, don't don't forget I I lived in Montevallo, Alabama. So there you go. All right. We got you, you got two more. I got one more. So you go and then I'll yeah. go and then one more. Uh, another Bull City find. Not really a find, but purchase. Uh, Public Enemies, Fear of a Black Planet. Um, simply one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, it I have it on CD, so this is a double up. I'm probably about to have an OG copy on vinyl, which I didn't see coming. Yeah. <laughs> but it happened, and so I'm like, oof. Uh, and an OG copy of its sister, Takes the Nation of Millions, holds back. Um, but this thing is a monster. I saw them the a year after this was released. So I guess after uh, Apocalypse 91 came out, which is the record after it, um, opening for U2 at the Georgia yep. Dome, which was insane. Uh, but it, it literally, like, rewired my brain about, like, both the record and the performance, just about, like, what, a show could do like sure. as far as I mean it was just it was so heavy it was like I mean even listening to that record now is just like it's like it's a workout it 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 really taxes your brain like no it does you, it's it's exhausting you're just like how much how much how many things do they throw in every song? It's, yeah, it's no. just insane. It's insane. Yeah. And it was, you know, famously it's at the end of the free quote unquote sampling era, um, or at least highly not cost effective uh, sampling era. So like they're really, the bomb squad is really throwing everything on there. Um, also just heard a really great interview as an aside uh, with Chuck D on uh, people's party. Uh, Talib Kweli's uh, podcast um, that was really super good um, and he talked about they talked about this era uh, a fair amount um, which was fun to hear just the history of the whole thing he also I don't know if you've have you heard that uh, story of the clash yeah podcast yeah where he's like yeah. the, he's the host also yeah, I listened to really it. Good. Uh, we were, I was traveling to LA, yeah. I think, last year and listened to it. It's he was a good choice for that. Yeah, I like his little like when he could tell he was like he was talking to somebody else in the studio about man, can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to hear him talk. But uh yeah, yeah it's super good, uh super heavy, 
uh, Welcome to the Terror Dome is worth the price of admission. Like, if it was just 15 versions of that song, I'd still own this record. So, yeah. <laughs> that's how good it is. Nice. So, yeah. My um, last one, and then I've got, uh, I've really, it's like birthday money came in, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> um, but the one that came in, the last one that came in over the weekend, and I was like, oh, I forgot to order this, was the Echo and the Bunny Men songs to learn and sing. Yes. And I have to make a real, like, uh, confession here and i'm embarrassed by this but yep. i always forget it's like basically a greatest hits compilation like i right. always forget because it's such like it's got that iconic cover like it's just the album right. i think <clears throat> of minus right. maybe their first one like um and i and like when i got it i was like or when i ordered it i was like awesome i've got another echo in the bunnyman record coming because it's probably only gonna be the second one i have because I don't know about you, but I never see them. Like I never see them in the wild. And then, um, and I ordered it actually from the same guy who I bought their self-titled release from earlier last year, I guess at the record show. And he's kind of moved his stuff online to kind of help, you know, do his thing. And uh, so he posted some stuff on Facebook and I ordered it. I got it. I mean, absolutely love it. It's great. The, like the insert came with it. It's the, um, it's a real early, it's an 85 UK pressing on Corova nice. records or whatever. Yep. So, I mean, it's not too far removed, but, um, but it's funny when I'm listening to it, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, yeah, it's like, it's greatest hits. You know what I mean? So, right. but I still love, love, love having it. And we'll probably continue to pick up whenever I see, uh, you know, more of their records. Like, I don't know wh- where my echo and the Bunnyman fascination has come within the last three years, probably. <laughs> But like, we're right. just never really that into them, minus maybe like a couple songs here or there. And right. but uh, I don't know. Like, it's just been like now they've got now I'm just into them enough to where I'm like, yeah, I'll just get their stuff because I know there's going to be yep. a few good songs that I'll absolutely love. So I will say that the record, the record that got me into them was Heaven Up Here. Yeah, that one. When you hear that record. Like for me, that one was like, oh, I now know where like ninety-eight percent of everything I love about indie guitar, angular things in the like nineties came from. Like you just hear it and you're like, this is the secret thing that every one of them was listening to. (laughs) Like it's almost like when you hear your favorite, you like you hear like a a sample like just out of the blue like hops out of the speaker and you're like that's that sample that's the one like it's almost like that like you're like oh this is what everybody was listening they weren't listening to the cure they weren't listening to you two i mean they might have been but they were really like absorbing this stuff you know yeah Yeah. um i love that record that you got uh songs to learn and sing because it's it's a greatest hits record, but it's done in that way that pardon the unintentional intentional pun that I'm about to use it's done in that great way that greatest <laughs> hits records can be done in where uh, they make like another album out of the greatest hits like yep. like the songs are that good on their own that like the same thing with that Susie and the Banshees. 
uh, Once Upon a Time singles collection that I have. It's like, I love that record. I mean, I, I have Susie and the Banshees records, but I love that one because you can put it on and it's all different eras, but it's put together in such a way that it's like, wow, that's a great, that's a great record on its own. Just those songs are so good. They make a great record. Um, yeah, I've only ever picked up, I picked up the self-titled and I found Porcupine, which is... Yep, Porcupine. Yeah. Now my, now my, that's, that's where my heart lives. Uh, uh, c- uh, the Cutter, that song, whew, yeah, I can listen one. to that song like 200 times a day. It is... I am physically like shopping for these on Discogs while we see <laughs> you know, like, Oh, this is what I should be on Discogs looking for, duh. Right. Heaven up here, man. That is the jam. Uh, yeah, I, just I got. I just made an offer on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got. They reissued these on CD with like. It was a really great thing that Sire did, and they put out all of them in like those like cardboard slip cases. Um, yep. oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. I got. Uh, I got from Crocodiles on through uh, the self-titled um, all in that format. And they added like all these live tracks to it and everything remastered. The first time I'd heard a remaster version of anything, I think, where I was like, that is not, that is an improvement in the best way sonically. Like it was like, you really did a great job remastering. Like somebody's paying attention. Like, it didn't like sound like you just made it louder for no reason. It just sounded like you made it new again. Yep. So, yep. Anyways, yes, I love that band. <laughs> Heaven up here is it's my jam because it's yeah, like I just made I just made an offer on it. So there's there's no like it's like just before they go like you know they haven't done Killing Moon and all that stuff. I haven't done all the super popular and it's still like angular and weird. Yep. Really good. Really good. Um, so last one, uh, you mentioned this record last call. No, I have, I have it on CD. Uh, but because you mentioned it, I was like, man, I need to get that. Uh, again from bull city. Uh, it is J Dilla donuts. Oh, I mean, yeah, you gotta have, you have yeah. to. You really do have to have the LP version of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if there's a record to have the LP version of, it's a Jay Dilla record. So, so um, let me ask you this. Yes. So, um, I read. I went down a real crazy donuts rabbit hole. I read the thirty-three and a third book that Jordan Ferguson yes. wrote on it, which is really great. Um, but um, so a couple of years ago. Stone's Throw, and I think it was an anniversary, released it as a 7-inch box set. Oh, wow. And tell me what you think about this. A lot of people didn't like it because they think that it breaks it up too much. And when you you need that fluidity of, like, because songs just sort of stop and start. And, like, yes. they're all sort of weird timings and whatnot. Like, yep when you have them and you have to constantly flip them over that it almost kind of erases the um, sort of the sequencing and the, obviously it does that, but like it just take it almost takes the songs out of a context that 
work better on an LP. Um, I don't know. Like, I thought that was an interesting, because when I saw that box set one time, I was like, ooh, I got a little tempted. But then when I read that, I was like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Have you ever heard it on CD? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I even noticed that about it on uh, on the vinyl. Right, because you like, have to flip as, it. Yeah, because you still have to flip. And on yeah. the CD, you just let it go. And like yeah. it's like you're just on a trip. Like yeah. You're just like, wow. It never, you never get a second's breath. There's never a pause. Yeah. There's never nothing. It's just like boom, boom, boom. And I'll be honest, when I first got it years ago, I didn't... I didn't totally get yeah, it because I, I was like, what is yeah, happening? Like, what, what is <laughs> it? Is this just like, Same. are these all like half songs? Like, what is yeah. happening right now? I know, it's so confusing. <clears throat> and then like, you read up on it or like, you know, now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I see yep. what's happening. Like, this is like yeah. a, a journey. And like, this is because you're like, I know that sample, you know, I know that beat. I know that's yeah. in a De La song. That's in a, yeah. you know, a Doom, Doom, Dilla, Doom thing. That's in a yeah. Ghostface song, you know, whatever. But it's the so good. The book yeah, does I, such a great job of uh, explaining and correlating how he was dying when he basically mixed it and edited it and sequenced it. Like, right. he had recorded, the. I think the legend goes... The, you know, like this sort of like easy legend is that he made it in the hospital. But I think the right. truth is that he these were tracks that he'd worked on for years. And then when he was right. stuck in the hospital, he was able to sort of like clean them up, add to them. Like he basically he basically like perfected what he wanted to do while he was in bed in the hospital. Um, right. And and kind of edited it all down or whatnot. But yeah, it's crazy to think he passed away like I think like two days after it came out or something. Yeah, so it came out on his birthday but, and two days later yep. he was gone. Yeah. Crazy. And but the book does a really good job of sort of like following the song titles and like being like, you know, because there's references to dying and going, you know, all these things. You're like, whoa, I right. never really thought about that because it's just a at its core is an instrumental album you know what i mean so. right and like i love that it's like uh it's like almost like in reverse order like you can listen to it yeah it's almost like the kendrick lamar thing like you can listen to it both yeah. ways and it's a record both ways like well, it's almost like the last song awesome. actually can start the album so you can start right. at the last song and then it's sort of like not necessarily go backwards, but like the last song goes right into the first song in a way that's right. almost like a donut. Right. Like it's a continuous right. circle and you're like, oh, well, yeah. um, like you know what I've, you know what he has got, you know what I really want to spend more time with? Um, and I looked it up, but like they haven't reissued it in the original copies are just through the roof now but it was so panned at the time and I even remember panning it and not caring about it, but um a tribe called quest love movement album like yes like that was basically produced by jay dilla and like i want to get yep. so back into that album. i know the first song because usually i'll pull it up like when i'm driving and yeah like i don't have the patience sometimes when i'm driving to like really digest it but that first song is like is so good on there i, remember, I can't remember what it is but like i mean you remember going into a record store man there was 20 
used copies of that CD. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody took it back, right? Um, but I Cause, really because really, everybody really was on the fence yeah. about like beats, rhymes, and life. Like when that came out, people were like, oh, because uh, oh. he did some of the songs on that, and they were like, it was still like people were like, oh, I don't know if this is up to snuff. Still, yeah. well, I'm not sure. Did, uh, I don't and know then, if he did the whole thing, but I think he did some of uh, Q-Tip's solo record, right? Yeah. Which, Which you've heard about thing, his... I think, is, is such, such a great song. Yes. You've heard about his uh, three records, right? Who? Q-Tip's, gonna, Q-Tip's dropping... Uh, he's going to drop three records. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. You know, that's a Fiona Apple for me. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean... He's been supposedly, you know, however long it's been. But uh, I, I do know been... they've been working on a tribe record, even without, um, even after Five Dog passed away. Um, right. But I don't know how, like, you know, again, it's like Dr. Dre. You know what I mean? It's like just, right. they're all, you know, they're working on stuff. Like, you know, it's in there. Absolutely. I, mean, I don't know about Dr. Dre necessarily, but you know, Q-Tip's got to be working on stuff. I just, I don't know. I think sometimes those guys get so stuck in there they're so old school about records and like, you know, I don't know that I, th- I think they're too nervous to let them out. And you almost want to be like, man, just get it out there. Like your, your public's right to hear it, you know? So, but what was it in the, uh, but... in the doc, they were saying that, you know, like even like midnight marauders, like, uh, they would come in and be like, you know, he'd be like, this is this new thing I did. And if, if somebody wasn't like, Oh, that was, you know, if somebody was like freaking out about it, he'd be like, yeah. "Oh, really?" and just erase the whole thing, even though he'd like yeah. stayed up all night. And just like, "Yep, yeah. all right, we're starting over." And like, what did you just do? Like, yeah, nobody was digging it. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It's like that kind of mind is gonna take. I mean, could take forever to make a record or never make one. Like on the Discogs blog, there's a really interesting article they put out because i guess it's the 30th anniversary of their first record and it's i it's way too long of a name for me to ever remember the oh people's instinctive travels Travels. yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, and they were talking about how basically an album of that nature couldn't be released in 2020 because of the samples but which i was like yeah i get it but he they were talking about how he started making beat tapes when he was 10 and a lot of that stuff was stuff he had done when he was 16 and he would so he would like basically play a tape like he would record yep. a bar on a tape for the <laughs> beat and then he would just go back and then he would rewind it and then record it again and then record it again and record it again and like that's how he would get the beat down or whatever a yep. pause tape i guess is what they called yep. it that's insane man that takes some serious like dedication uh, but of course i mean at that time like you know that's that's what we did you know what i mean when we wanted to kind of dupe stuff or whatever i remember spending hours right. trying to get a mixtape just right and that was much much right. easier you know so. trying to think who uh, not to not to beat this horse but uh on the quali podcast they were talking to who was it they were talking to oh man i'm blanking but yeah. Quali explained what the, the pause tape was because yeah. who, I guess it was Chuck D actually it was, it was Chuck D because they were talking about, because he was talking about making pause tapes and like mm-hmm. they were talking about how Q-tip was like, 
at some point like became like the master of it but like even until it was like yeah it's how you used to you used to find this like little break that you loved and that's how you did your thing and you like you would like <laughs> you'd like record all your whole whole track and then record your vocal over it but because you weren't totally perfect you know the splices wouldn't be right because yeah, you're like starting and stopping it's yeah. like so it would actually help you develop a little bit of a style with your rhymes because you're having to like kind of mask where some of that was like stretch out over a bar a little bit or whatever like just crazy like it was a whole well, culture so the whole idea of that's part of what people love about jay dillis beats is that they're always off so like yeah he used no metric i guess when you yeah <laughs> well and i guess that they're in whatever i've actually watched youtube videos on this because i'm a nerd but like right i guess whatever sampler he was using there's actually a feature that will lock like it'll lock the beat in. yeah yep. yeah yeah yep. and he just refused to do that and he would just do it on yep. his own and so there's sort of like an organic feel to it and it's interesting because yep. they were talking about that with the pause tape there's and some of those songs it's sort of a push pull it's almost like when a band you know records and they're yep. not playing to a click track or whatever there's sort of that tempo change there's like a you know you can kind of lock in but like yep. uh i think that's what to me i think maybe might be missing a lot in like today's a lot of music today not even just hip-hop right where it's almost like right. so perfect that you're like right. man this just feels like kind of on the nose like i don't I don't know, like, it doesn't feel adventurous at all. It's like, cool, you got up and you sang your song. Great. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's like, right. I don't know. I don't know. You've, it's an interesting thing to think about as well. We've really brought this uh, conversation full circle, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah, because it's, I mean, those are the, that's, that's literally, those are like the rough edges that I was talking about yeah. earlier. Like, you know, like, as a drummer <laughs> in a studio, you know, yes, you understand you got to be on tempo, certainly. But also as a human being in a studio, you're like, guys, it's sped up like a fraction of a millisecond. Like, yeah. I think we're fine, you know, yeah. because when we play this, we're going to play it twice as fast anyways. Yeah, that's right. it's true. <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, you know, so it's like uh, on the one hand, like, yes, you got to have some sense of time. But like, on the other hand of course you're, you're human beings playing, you know, doing things with all your limbs at once and singing and playing and whatever, like it's gonna like push and pull. And that's the beauty of the yep. thing is like, you're all doing it together. It sounds right. You know, I agree. And if you like, yeah, if you lock that thing into, I mean, I, I've been on, <laughs> I've been in recording situations where somebody has quantized the entire proceedings like yeah just highlight the whole thing quantize all right we'll come back in three hours and that thing will lock us all in like what yeah. <laughs> what is that you know like yeah. that's not rock and roll that's like yeah. craziness that's but yeah it also i mean that's what made you know dilla's thing dilla's thing was like you know i watched the thing not too long ago about him like just you know, they just showed him like making, making beats, you know, and he's like, yeah, there it is. And you're like, yep. Amazing. <laughs> because, you know, 90% yeah. of everybody else would instantly go and quantize and do it. And that's so what they were saying. An, like, there's a new guy. He's not new, but I, he's new to me. Um, people that are probably in that scene and culture would probably be like, yeah, you know, typical 
old dude just finding out about it. But um, <laughs> and he goes by. He's also on Stone's Throw, and I just bought two of his records, so those are in root. But um, it's knowledge, but yep. instead of an I was, O, I knew you were there's an say X. knowledge. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yep. his new record is really great. I mean. You don't want to say it's Dilla-esque, but it sort of has that feel to it. And um, It's 1988, right? Is that the new one? Yeah, 1988. Yeah. And then they just released an anthology, two LP anthology, because the dude, the reason why I thought of him is because you were talking about sort of how he's like, yeah, I just made this. It's like, evidently right. this guy, like, this whole thing is like, if he's not making at least one song or a beat a day, like, he kind of goes crazy. So right. his band camp just has, like, so many mixtapes on it. Like, I got lost down that the other day. I was just like, whoa, holy yeah. cow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So after all, I was like, I'm just going to pick up a couple LPs and, you know. What, uh, did you just get the anthology in 1988? Yeah, so I got, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. And I ordered the, I think I ordered the 1988 the green version, I think that you see on Vinyl Me Please right now. I think that's the oh one yeah, I ordered. okay. Nice. Um, but I ordered the anthology through Bandcamp. It because one the thing is like once you order one thing from an artist on Bandcamp, like you get an email every time they add something new, and so right. it's like Friday morning. I just got an email. It's like cool new anthology, and I was like that's interesting. And then I was like oh man, that's a two disc. Like, there's so many. It's all minute and a half, two minute songs. There's right. like, so many tracks on there. And I was like, that'll be cool. Yeah. So, and like, the boys are kind of somewhat interested in that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's right. hard because I think it's a little bit like I'm also interested in it. So I'm trying not to kind of like right. step on their toes, but I'm sort of like, I think you guys would like this. But like, I know it's weird having your dad sort of recommend like a <laughs> tape to you. So <laughs> there's that. So my thought is just play it loud and like, you know, I'm sure they'll kind of kind of get into it through osmosis. So, but yeah, um, uh, super. Cool. What was it? Huh, uh, almost the same order from Bull City. I had uh, Hood Dreams in my in my cart, and I was like, yeah. No, I want to wait on that one because I I know I want to get 1988 too. And like, because I've kind of been following him just because of the Kendrick Lamar connection. Yeah, like yeah. kind of been following. I was like, Man, this guy's really good like it's it's just like you said it's like you don't want to say it's like like second coming of dilla sort of thing but it's like he's definitely in that vein of well i think he's composer yeah and i think he samples a lot of like old gospel stuff so like that's kind of right up my alley you know what i mean which is probably easy to sample because there's no way to (laughs) There's no right. way to track down who owns any of that material anymore. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, right. But well, this one, uh, this was a good one. This was fun. We uh, yeah, man. We packed in an hour and a half. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what um, the public doesn't I, know is that we're always I worried have... about. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. About our time, we're like, are we going to be able to talk? <laughs> yeah. I uh, I I will say though that I've got probably. Uh, it's probably all going to show up, you know, uh, maybe we'll do another one in like another, another night, not, not this weekend, but the next, cause I've got so much stuff coming in that I'm excited about. Nice. So like, um, the, the birthday money is kind of f- flying out the, uh, right. as soon as it comes in, I'm like, woohoo. So yeah, I gotta, and it, you know what it takes, man? It just takes me seeing one, one right. thing. Like right. that order I sent you that I got from you discover, I saw one album cover and I was like, <laughs> I have to own that. And then I'm like, Oh, well, I'm here. I'll pick up these other two. And I'm like, ah, right. it's dumb. But 
right. right now when you can't get out and shop, it's the time to sort of like be filling catalog holes for me. So I'm like, right. oh yeah, duh, I'm just gonna get this because like it's stupid right. that I don't have it, you know. So I've got all, I've got, I've got of the eight, I've got five. Like why don't I have these two? You know what I mean? So I'm gonna grab right. those, you know. So. Right. Well, after you told me you went there, I went and looked too, and I was like, "Oh man, I should get <laughs> some of those things." Oh, oh, just plug in thirty off at the end; it'll give you thirty percent off. My order right. went from like one something to seventy something, and like yeah. it's like perfect plus free shipping. So I was like, "Done and done." Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I got right, I got man. a couple things, a couple things coming as well, and then I may, Good. Yeah, depending on when I pull the trigger on my Carolina Soul pile <laughs> yeah that'll be fun that'll be fun just like, we'll, oh. have to do a, we'll have to do a carolina soul ex-quarantine edition right <laughs> right <laughs> all right but really? we'll um till then we'll uh we'll, we'll go through all those as well all right brother have a good one all right buddy yeah <laughs>